And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Overcrest Media presents Keys to the City. What a show we got for you today. If you haven't got a chance to check out our shows, we are streaming on Spotify, YouTube, as well as Facebook. Check us out. Keys to the City. But like I said, what a show we got for you today. We'll be talking some MLB, and it's not for the good as well. As you know, a lot. It's a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful week for the MLB. We'll talk about that with the Joe Aguirre to join us in studio. He's back, and he's going to join us. And, of course, you got football. But like I said, it's been kind of – it's been such a sad week, a dreadful week – a forgettable week for some sports leagues like the MLB. We'll discuss that, like I said. Then you got the Odell Beckham thing, giving money off to the college football players, the whole cop arrest warrant. It's just been a – it's been unfortunate, an unfortunate week, but – and everybody's been talking about it. If you've been watching sports shows around the world, people are talking, and they're talking about this. But we want to bring the positivity. There's been a lot of negativity surrounding sports right now. But if anybody forgot, there is still football to play. There is a championship Sunday in just over 48 hours. In a little, about 50 hours from now, we have two teams or four teams that will be representing us for the AFC and the NFC championship game. And soon we'll have the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. But like I said, there's been bad, but we'll talk about the good. Because there is great things about sports going on right now. And there is some great matchups that are going to happen, occur this Sunday. And that's what we're going to start off with. We're going to start off in the NFL. And the surprises of the season. There's, some good, there's great things. There's bad things in sports. One of the good stories is the story of the Tennessee Titans. We were coming in a couple weeks ago. How serious did we take this Tennessee Titan team? We just thought that they were going to be the same old team. They were going to come into the playoffs consistently. They have been a 9-7 and team for the past four years. They've done their job. They've gotten to the postseason. They've represented their division well at times when being in those playoffs. But this year coming in, especially this postseason specifically, we thought that the Tennessee Titans were going to be a one-and-done team. I, for one, thought that was going to be the case. Going into Foxborough, usually teams do not eventually pull away and win those games. They're not successful in a situation like that. They were. And then next week, did we think it was a one-and-done fluke? No. They're the real deal. And it's one of the good stories of not just the NFL season, but in the sports world right now. Because you got, like I said, a team that had no expectations, no hope. Did, did, did we really think in two weeks ago that the Tennessee Titans would be 60 minutes away from possibly representing the AFC in Miami this year? I, for one, didn't. I know, Ted, I'll, I'll, go in the, I'll vouch for you as well. You didn't, and I met many of the fans. I didn't have the, them in the playoffs. I, didn't, the, I did not have them in the playoffs. Now, I think... A lot, has, a lot has happened during this NFL season. A lot. 
good and bad. You know, it, and we'll just start with this division itself. Before the season starts, Andrew oh Luck retires. Yeah, you can't, you can't forget about that. So that drastically affected the whole entire AFC. Then Big Ben goes down for the Steelers early in the season. We know what that was about because we had him on fantasy. Yeah. So let's get to where we're where we're at. We're less than two days away, give or take. No, we're about fi- we're about we're about two we're about days about and three hours away. We're about 50, 49 and a half hours away from the AFC Championship starting. Now, you know, last night, you know, we're doing our prep show and we're sitting on the couch last night after finally eating dinner and we're working on some stuff around the house and the, we're on the NFL Network. What and were you we like, watching and last like, night? And you're like, Ted, what's on? It was week 10 of... My birthday. Of the Chiefs-Titans game. Titans game, which ended up being... An outstanding game. Now we weren't paying attention to that game because it was your birthday. We were more interested. in <laughs> It was no, but it was no. One we were, listen, we were watching the Giants Jets game because that was was playing. Yeah. We had Red Zone on the other TV, so we had two TVs going, and we're watching. And I remember watching that at the end of the Red Zone at the end of the day because that was the one o'clock game. Yeah. And we saw the block field goal. We saw the mishaps. And I said something. And to you, you said if that game no could I, be half of what this no NFC, I also AFC said this game, we will have a great game. I also said this. I said. Just think about that. That was in November. Who would have thought a month and a half ago, or over two months ago, actually, I should say, that that would be the AFC Championship game? For most fans, we thought it was going to be either one of three games. It was going to be the Chiefs, or two games, one of two games. It was going to be the Chiefs against the Patriots, or the Chiefs against the Ravens. That's what majority of the NFL fans thought coming into the playoffs that it was going to be for an AFC championship, or even at that time. No, we got the Tennessee Titans. And it's fascinating. It is truly remarkable that what this team has accomplished so far. To see them 60 minutes away, to see them representing their, their division, to see them possibly representing the AFC on the way they've done it, on the style they've done it. This is a game... Of contrasting styles. It's that simple. You have one team that is pass happy, led by the great Patty Mahomes. And boy, oh boy, he looks great right now and, and special, especially this team. Back what to they, his MVP What level. they did last week, and I said it, it's one of the craziest games I have ever seen in the sport of football. Maybe in all sports, let alone just football. And then like the Tennessee Titans, you know what they've been able to do. They are running the football with Derrick Henry. And Ryan Tannehill has 160 yards passing. This is what this game is about. Which strength? I shouldn't even say that. It's what secondary option is going to be the better of the two. Because is it going to be the passing game of the Titans? Or is it going to be the running game of the Chiefs? Because we know what these great offenses do. We know what these, their strengths do. We know that the Tennessee Titans run the ball. And they're pretty darn good at it. Third in the league, by the way. First in the postseason right now. And then you got the Chiefs. What they did as well. They were fifth in the regular season passing. Second in the postseason. I know it's only one game, but second in the postseason. We know what their strengths do. But what do their secondaries do? That's the main question in this game. I mean, everybody wants to talk, oh, well, the Tennessee Titans, they're going to have to play sound defense. Wow. You figure that out just by yourself. Good for you. No, duh. No, really. That's what they've done so far in the, the playoffs. The Chiefs are going to have to stop Derrick Henry to win the game. No way. I didn't. I, I can't believe that. Is that is, That's really the case. No. To me, the most important thing 
is plain and simple, which secondary option is going to be the better of the two? Is it going to be the passing game of the Titans with Ryan Tannehill? And like we said on Tuesday, and we talked about this, I know his stats aren't sexy. I know they're not Patty Mahomes. Hell, they're not even Deshaun Watson. Hell, they're not even some of these guys. They're not the even Kirk, they're not even he, Kirk Cousins in the in, against the Saints. No, but what he's been able to do is that he's been able to make the throws and deliver the clutch plays when his team asks him to be. But and that's the main that's the main reason why Ryan Tannehill. Yes, his stats have not been great. But it's been clutch, and it's been important at the times that they've needed. And especially early in the game. So, you know, what I've noticed with the Titans in the last two games is that they like to get up, jump on the teams early. And by doing so, it's by the play-action pass with Ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. And he's been efficient. Yep. We saw it last week in Baltimore. They got the first down, and whether they took that big play over the top, went for hit the touchdown bam and you jump on teams you jump on them with the big plays in the passing game and then when and the then they went with the play and then the, the, the touchdown to Tajay Sharp exactly then you it was 14 nothing before you knew it but then when Derrick Henry really gets going it's the second half it's, it's over you can almost say goodbye and you when can almost say goodnight and when you're up 10 points now we can't say that anymore with the Kansas City Chiefs after what they did to Houston. And we're not going to talk about that game because if you missed Tuesday's show, we did. We went over. We know Bill O'Brien blew it when he decided to kick the field goal. Bill O'Brien being Bill O'Brien. He should have went for the touchdown. should have went for it on fourth down. If you were going to go for it in your own zone on the 30-yard line, a fourth and three on a fake punt, you should have went for it on the when you're fourth and inch and you're kicking a 30-yard field goal. But we're not going we're, we're to go back on that. Tennessee has played – Outstanding football so far. They've been on a run. And I said to you last night, think about it. By them being in Kansas City in that Week 10 game, it allowed them to make the playoffs. It allowed them to finish 9-7. and seven. If they don't beat the Kansas City Chiefs that week, they don't make the playoffs. We're not talking about the Tennessee Titans. We're not talking we, about we, Derrick Henry. We're not talking about possibility. Ryan Tannehill going back to Miami and being in the Super Bowl and being I mean, the nobody's even talked about that. This was a year ago, Ryan Tannehill. We thought, oh, he's going to be a backup. He'll never do anything. He's sixty minutes away from possibly being the quarterback from the AFC in the Super Bowl. And we've talked about how the AFC has always been a. It's been four quarterbacks. It's always been a four man race. It's always been Peyton Brady. Ben, and Flacco. Could you imagine that coming into this year, the AFC quarterback might not be Brady. It might not be Mahomes. Well, no, it's definitely it's, not Brady. No, well, it's definitely not Brady. It's not going to be Mahomes. It could be, possibly, Ryan Tannehill. Just take that into perspective. And I, and I like what one of our viewers just wrote, Dustin Worley. He just said, listen, the Titans right now, are, with their, their secondary is playing the best secondary of anyone. That's another reason. Their and defense has been great. I mean, we sound, all— Sound. Sound. Here's the thing. Uh, people, people are going to give me stats and say, listen, they gave up over 500 yards against Ravens. I know that. But here's the thing. It's not what you do between the 20s. It's just what you do from the 20 to the goal line. You don't give up big. You don't give up the touchdowns. You kick total yards. They've had the less of, in the both of their matchups. They've had less the yards than both of them. But it doesn't matter. I know. No, that's what, I know. That's what makes it even more ex extraordinary that yes. they're in the position that they are in. It makes it more. Yes. You look at the Patriots. They were outgained. They were outgained by almost two to one in the Ravens game. <laughs> but the, if you, I mean, if you looked at just stats, right? If you were looking at stats and you didn't watch the game, you would say, "Wow, the Ravens dominated the game." Then you look at the real game and what's you watch the, the game. What's and you the look most? Well, what's as we always say, stats are Boys. always nice, but what's the most important? Stats stat? lie. The, what? What's the most important stat? Scoreboard. It's scoreboard. It's that simple. It doesn't matter if the Baltimore Ravens had a thousand yards. If they did and they still lost, 
whoop de doo They had 1,000 yards, but they lost. It does not matter. The way the Tennessee Titans are playing right now, they're almost playing perfect. Perfection. Because I say that in the sense of, oh, well, they don't, they're not, passing game is not, no. But like I just said, and I'll reiterate it again, is Ryan Tannehill is perfect when he needs to be called on. Derrick Henry has been perfect for the past month. The defense has been perfect in stopping the run and making their quarter and, and making Brady and Lamar, two of the best in the game, uncomfortable for the entire night, turning the ball over. And the coaching has been perfect. The reason they're in this position is because the Tennessee Titans, like the New York Giants, were perfect in those postseason runs. And that's why they're 60 minutes away from representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. So my question to anyone who's watching us right now is, who going into the playoffs, whose offense would you have taken? Oh, I hold on, hold on. That's one. Well, hold on. That's one no, 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 not the Titans oh. and the Chiefs. Oh, okay. This is a different question because this is based on what I'm reading off of some of the comments. Mm-hmm. If you were going into the playoffs, who would you have said had the best offense? It was the most dominant. Was it the Ravens' offense or the Chiefs? Okay. Depends on what now, t- now, if you say the Chiefs, no problem. I understand where you're coming from. They're explosive. They have the be- as most probably people, the best quarterback, quarterback in the league. In the league yes. If not the best, but. Who's going to win the MVP this year? Who played the best? Who led the league in touchdown passes? It was Lamar Jackson. Yep. Who had the most rushing yards as a, as a team this year? By Baltimore. dominant numbers, yeah. Baltimore. Yep. So by offense efficiency, they were the best team. Okay? Now I understand where you're coming with the Chiefs. This is a different animal, Yeah, I think, a little bit with regards to how the Titans are going to – what they have faced the last two games. Because I think Steve makes a big point. The Ravens were good. Yeah. But they use Mariota, from what I read. Yes. They use Mariota. And they still have. And as a lot of the RPOs and the read options and things that he did in college at Oregon, which made him successful. Or what he was doing with Tennessee as well. Beforehand. Yeah. And so they're able to prepare for that yeah. against Lamar Jackson. Now, you can't prepare for Mahomes. You can't. We watched. Well, the- you did say you, uh, you couldn't prepare for a quarterback like Lamar either. Yeah, you can only go so far with Mariota. Lamar was a different, uh, different. But, a, he was a yes. different animal because of his ability to run and and just dominate in the running game. But he was. But a at least you get player. an idea. You, at least he you was get a an unique idea. player. I know Mahomes is uh, with the way he throws the football and and his pinpoint accuracy and his deep throw. Well, he's ability. also got the speed receivers that like his deep his throw receivers, ability I mean, is unbelievable. Hardman. In that game, if you remember the game in Week Ten, yes. he caught the pass, the jump pass from Mahomes, and he had two defenders within five yards of, and he they was have the gone. Two, they have the two fastest players in the league, and Nicole Hardman and Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill, it's that simple. But like you just said too, it's I, I said the battle of contrasting styles. But which would you prefer? Would you prefer the Chiefs' offense? Or would you prefer the Titans' offense? You, I'm asking you straight up. Would you want to be, and you know where you played, and yeah, this is going I, back to you, would you want to be running the, like the way the Titans are, or would you be a Chiefs offense? Well, I, I have to answer this in a two-part section. I know you're going to say, why? Go ahead. Well, first is because what's the weather like? If the weather is... Well, you're going to Arrowhead. I know, but what is the weather? Is it snowing? Is it raining? Because if you have a weather situation, it, uh, it's going to have a little bit more of an effect on the passing game. Mm-hmm. More so than the running game, but there's nothing more demoralizing to a defense and to a team in the in the running game. If you can run the football and control the clock, mm-hmm. you dictate the game. Go back to the 1990 Super Bowl, which had the best offense in football by far, with Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Andre Reid and the Buffalo Bills, 13 and three. 
and they were killing everyone that went to the Super Bowl. And then they had a New York Giant football team that was sound defense and ran the football with an older, big running back named Otis Anderson. Yep. And they controlled the clock, almost 2-1, to one, time possession. And Bill Belichick's defensive scheme says, guess what? We're going to allow Thurman Thomas to run the football, but we're not going to give up the big plays in the passing game, and we're going to make them kick field goals. And they end up winning 20-19. to 19. On a missed field goal by see, Scott Norwood. Could can you the see, Titans, can do, the Titans that do that to this offense and say, listen. And slow it down because what we saw last week, and we just said it. And Trey Wingo, you brought up the point of what Trey Wingo said. They went on a 51-7 to run. And Ted, you asked, and you said it. Where do you see that in any other sport? You would have said that in you basketball. You say that in basketball, not in football. The Chiefs were down 24 nothing, and in a matter of 10 minutes... They were up 28-24. This offense rolls, clicks, and just can go at the speed of light in a matter of, of that. They could be down 24-0 and make that a 28-24 game that quick. And that's why I say, and I say offensively for the Titans, which secondary option is going to be the better of the two? Now, I know we got Patrick Mahomes. I know we have Derek Henry, the two best players in these playoffs right now. These are the two best players in the NFL based off of the playoffs. Relax for all the people that are going to say these are not the two best. These are the two best players well, based Mahomes, off of the playoffs. Well, Mahomes, a lot of people would say. Patrick Mahomes, but Derek Henry right now, if you don't have him in your top two or three running backs right now, shame on you because this man is a man amongst boys. Literally. Height, weight. Look, I mean, we're looking look at, at that question right now. Look at that question. The question that I'm going to bring up too is it's very similar. But which star player needs to be better for his team to win on Sunday? Is it Patrick Mahomes or is it Derrick Henry? For me, for me, it's it's Derrick um, it's Derrick Henry because oh. everything he is the he is the engine that keeps the car running. Yep. He he is everything for the Titans. They would not even be close to this position oh, no. if it wasn't for Derrick Henry. No. Since Derrick Henry, well, let me just put it this into a stat. Derrick Henry has amassed 729 of his 1,900 regular season and playoff rushing yards with eight or more guys in the box, and that's per next-gen stats. Mm -hmm. Listen, Mahomes is phenomenal, and we know that. You're down 24 nothing. It doesn't matter because he, we ju he just proved it last week that he can come right back. It's true. But he doesn't, Mahomes doesn't need to be great because there's so many more weapons surrounding him. And we saw early in the season when he was out and Matt Moore was the quarterback, they, they were still an efficient offense. They're not as great without yes. Mahomes. We know that, so let's get that through our heads. But with Derrick Henry, he is everything to the Titans. If he is not able to run the football efficiently like he has been, they are not the same team. Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. He is great when the teams are low in the box and he is able to hit the passes on play action. He has been efficient. No, mm -hmm. oh, 100%. And that's what you just said is plain and simple. The, the Chiefs, so that's my the answer, Chiefs, Derrick the, Henry. The Chiefs have, a, like you said, Ted, Chiefs have a plethora of talent on that offense. Matt Moore, when he came in, yes, they were still good, but they weren't great. We know that. What Patrick Mahomes brings to the Chiefs is unlike any other quarterback that can bring to his team, maybe other than Lamar. That's fine. I get that. But it, this is an easy answer. It's Derrick Henry because, like you said, what is this team without him? The, the train starts rolling when Derrick Henry, literally, the train starts getting going. And his last game against the Chiefs, for anybody that didn't know, he had 188 yards and two touchdowns against this same Chiefs team. And that's where one of the big question marks going into this game. Can I add something to that? Be, hold on. Hold on. Is the absence of Chris Jones. 
could play a major key for this Chiefs defense because he's one he's one of their best defenders, not just interior defenders, but defenders overall, defenders. overall on that team. Now, so to see that, as long with the play of Derrick Henry, it's not a good formula. That's not sure. a good combo it's, it's to go. Now, here's combo. here's a little a good other stat that I love to throw in once we do our shows, and you know, Derrick Henry's three and zero versus the Chiefs. I, some people might say, "What the hell does that mean?" All right, I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, <laughs> is he Hen a quarterback? But here's the thing: Derrick Henry has averaged over 134 yards per game against the Chiefs in those three games, and he's averaged almost seven over seven yards a carry. So that's significant. Yeah, and that's what the formula for the Titans to be successful. Their defense is sound, and what I love about them is I love their coach, Mike Vrabel. We've talked about it with the other two players, Belichick-esque type. Thought process with a lot of things. I mean, you just saw, it was thing. on display in the, against the Patriots. And I think the same thing that the the Patriots did against Mahomes them last year, he's going to do the same thing with this Titans defense. He has a Pro Bowl All Pro safety in Kevin Bird. Yep. They have Adoree Jackson, second round pick out of USC. Speed. No, guy. it was a first round pick. Was he a first round? Yeah, he, he, was a first he, round. Did, I, he was a first round pick. Remember, there was thoughts about him dropping. Yeah, he was a first round pick. You also got Ryan Logan, another Patriot guy. So but, Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan, oh <laughs> Rashawn Evans as well, and then you got Jarrell Casey. You have players around this defense. You have talented players that make plays. I'm going to get picked apart on you, that one. You, you, you they have players around that can slow down this team, and we saw it on this play. It's not like this is a first-time matchup. We saw this game a month ago, two months ago actually, and it was one of the best games of the entire year. It came down to the wire. Now, Tannehill was great, too, as well in that game. He, if anybody remembers, he went down and had a game-winning touchdown to Ryan Humphrey or Adam Humphreys as well. So think about that. We talk about Ryan Tannehill's play in the postseason. He actually was very successful against this same Chiefs defense on November 10th. So, I mean, like I said, the secondary options of these teams, can the Chiefs run the football? Damian Williams had a good game against the Titans as well, had a big touchdown, a long touchdown run against this same Titans defense. So, can he have a good game as well? And can Ryan Tannehill be great as well like he was in the first game? That's what it comes down to. We know what Derrick Henry and Patrick Mahomes are going to do. They're great players. They're going to be great. But can those secondary options make the plays? Can the Titans slow down this offense? Can the Chiefs slow down Derrick Henry? I won't say this Titans offense, but can they slow down the rushing attack of the Tennessee Titans? It comes down to that. That's what it comes Plain and simple for me in this game. I'm expecting it to be a great game. So do I. We're going to make our predictions at the end. We're not going to give you a now. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that back. Ted's making his predictions. I'm not making predictions anymore. Here's the other thing. <laughs> this, like in any game, but especially in the legacies are on the line. And I'm glad you brought up legacy because we're going to shift over to, there's another game. at No, six, no. Yes. No, we're going to stick with this because we're gonna, we missed the point. You, we, I wanted the to head fix coaches? this. I want to talk about the Andy Reid and the Mahomes thing before we well, go to we the end. Okay. Just I would have talked, no, talked about the end. I want to do it okay. if you don't mind. Let's that's finish fine. up with go the AFC. And I think because it's significant. Because you just mentioned it. You know what the Chiefs are going to do. You know what Patrick Mahomes is. He came in as a starter last year and went up the league for 50-plus touchdowns. Okay? He was the MVP of the league. 5,000 yards. He was on pace to do all that this year, if not better. If he is able to go to the Super Bowl in his second year and possibly win it, his legacy, his stone, will already be started to be cemented a little bit. I'm not getting ahead of myself, but there has been people out there, more professionally than me, that are on the bigger stage that says, 
Mahomes is already a Hall of Famer. Now, some people are going to argue that. You're totally right with that. You have the option to do so. That's what makes sports so great about about being you able have to a voice of opinion. This. But here's the thing: you think about first year in the league, lights up the league, fifty plus touchdowns, offense efficiency. I mean, he unbelievable, untapped MVP. potential, untapped, untapped potential. potential. Now in the second year, be able to lead this Chiefs team to a Super Bowl. And then possibly win a Super Bowl. Imagine that. The first two years in your league, MVP, and then next year a Super Bowl, and then the Super Bowl MVP. Hey, for anybody that always says, what would you rather have, a Super Bowl or uh, an award or an MVP? Well, he has both. So, so, so then <laughs> he then, could have both. So how does his? How does this affect his life? And here's the other thing: if he loses, okay, I, think about this: back-to-back AFC Championship games. Hold on, at home. At Arrowhead, and he loses. I think for me, it's more about Andy Reid than it is Patrick Mahomes. Because well, I, I was going to get to that. I, but no, but no, I'm, I'm answering I mean, your question. Because now they're saying Mahomes, can Mahomes not win the big game? I, People will question that. That is true, but I think because yet he's so young still that he's going to have plenty of time to carve up his legacy. Will, and he, write be up next, his le- will he be the next Tom Brady where he'll be in the he, AFC Championship game 10 out of 12 years? And that's what I'm trying to say is that he's still so young, he'll write up his own legacy. Andy Reid's coming to almost an end of his tenure of coaching. Yeah, he's still going to coach, but it's coming to an end sooner or later. And he's had multiple opportunities. You know what he did in Philly. He's been to four, he'd been to four AFC championships. He finally got to one Super Bowl, lost to the Patriots. And then he came here, got to the Chiefs to be a consistent team in the AFC, a respectable team, never could always get over the hump. They found their quarterback that finally said, hey, this is the guy that's going to take us to greater heights now. So, okay, you get Patrick Mahomes. Last year, you lose to the Patriots. Okay, this year, if you lose to the Titans, I think it's more on Andy Reid because what do we talk wait, about? Wait. La- what do we talk? Yeah, about- but if the players play like they but do, what do we talk about last week too? And we and I posted something. And everybody wants to blame Andy Reid. I think that he doesn't get to a Super Bowl this year, especially knowing that the Patriots are gone. And this is this could be the ter- this could be the passing of the torch. This is your AFC now, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to write up his legacy. Andy Reid needs some. He's already one of the all-time greats. But it'll be like a Jim Kelly type comparison. I won't say Dan Marino because Dan Marino's on another level because of all his stats. But he can never be considered one of the all-time or top three greatest of all time. He'll never be in that Montana, Peyton, or Brady list because he never won a Super Bowl. Andy Reid can change that all. Patrick Mahomes only in his second season. If he gets to a Super Bowl and wins an MVP, man, that's already an accomplishment and a half that... Majority of quarterbacks would kill for. Guys like RG3 would kill for. Andrew Luck would kill for to have that. I shouldn't say kill for, but they would. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you get my point. You, is that to see that Andy Reid needs to get over the hump. Now there's no excuses. Last year you played a Patriot team. Well, we know the Patriots. We know what they do. It doesn't matter where they go. It was one stupid guy stu- who was offside was mistake, that cost you. It was a stupid mistake and a mistake that cost them. Now... What's the excuse if you lose? It's all on. I think it's it's more on Andy Reid because Andy because of Mahomes. But you made a statement on Tuesday that the way the Chiefs were playing early in that game, and people want to blame Andy Reid, they lost. They're like the guys were dropping passes. They were. I say it hurts more. It won't hurt. I should say. I should clarify is that it would hurt Andy Reid more than it would hurt. Mahomes. I expect the Chiefs to come out. Firing, playing much better than they did last week. But, but I also expect the Titans to be to be able to withstand the onslaught because that I feel like the Chiefs. The way they're looking at this game is, let's jump on the Titans early, okay? But 
Go let's on. jump on the Titans early. Let's get them out of sync. Let's get them out of their game plan. Because if the Chiefs are up 14 or 17 nothing, like really quick, like say the first drive. Yeah, Titans it's, it's like ball. last game. It's Titans, like, say it's like yes, Chiefs last get week. the ball first. They go down and score. They stop the Titans. Rolls score reverse. Again. Then it's 14 nothing. Now the Titans can't do what they do best, and that's running the football. Now they got to play catch up, and that's not the type of game and that they want to play. That's why you also brought up the passing. That's where the Titans come out passing first. Yes, but if you're already control, down, but, but if you're already down 14 nothing because the Chiefs are already scoring like this, because we saw Trev, they scored 51 points no, in three but my, quarters. I know that, but my point is for the Titans to get going, they set up the pass early. Yeah, but if to you get Derrick okay, Henry rolling, Chiefs get the ball in first drive. So Titans haven't got the ball yet. Yeah, the Chiefs score. The Titans have to go down. And okay, score. and the Titans get the ball second. They yeah. don't score. They get a three and out or whatever. Yeah. All right, because yeah. it happens a lot in the first drive. Chiefs get the ball back. Boom, they score. It's 14 nothing before you blink an eye. It's not going to make a difference. About your passing game. Because no, you I know that. Because but you I'm only have one drive. They have to get out. They have okay. to drop. That have means to be that a second drive is even more efficient because you don't want to give the Chiefs the ball back because if, God forbid, they even get a field goal, it's 17 nothing. The Titans are not a team to play catch No, up. of course not. They're, no, you're 100%. A lot of teams are not. But yeah. especially the Titans, the way they are built, it's, it's play action pass early, run the ball, hit the deep threats, jump on a team early, and then let's run the ball. They're calling runs at a 70% percentage in the – in the postseason. To answer your question, for a legacy, it's more it's for An- it's f- more for Andy Reid than it is Patrick Mahomes because of the where Andy Reid is right now currently, and then where's Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes is going to run the AFC for quite some time. Because we his know legacy's that. on the line. We this know weekend. that his yes, it could impact if he loses, but Andy Reid, there's no excuse now. There's no excuse. Speaking of legacy. I want to get into the NFC Championship game because there is another game to dis- discuss. Is the NFC Championship game. And this is, and we all talked about for years, Aaron Rodgers. We've always put Aaron Rodgers on a, a certain pedestal nowadays. We've always considered him to be one of the all-time greats, right? He's in that discussion of Peyton, and I've heard people say, oh, well, he's, he's better than Brady. Okay, well, now he has his opportunity. Because now you're 60 minutes away from getting to a Super Bowl. A much-needed Super Bowl appearance. He hasn't been to an NFC Championship game since 2016. And the last time he did, they got demolished by the Atlanta Falcons. And then he lost to Seattle, blowing a 16-0 lead. So his past two NFC Championship appearances have not resulted in wins. They've lost. So he hasn't been to an NFC Championship. He hasn't been to a Super Bowl since his 2010. But boy, oh boy, look who he gets to play now. Gets to play against a team that we all assumed back in 2005. Remember that 15 years ago? My goodness, I was a I was a young man, Ted. I wish I pulled up the Twitter. I was a young man. I, I, I was a young man. I had no facial hair. You didn't have your gray spot, but it's okay. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers had the option to take Aaron Rodgers or Alex Smith. And they passed. On Aaron Rodgers. He fell to the 24th pick. They took Alex Smith. You know the history. And he made a thing. He made a, he made a quote at, at that night. He said, oh, what did he say? You know what he said. What actually did he said? They're going to regret this they, decision. They will regret this. They will regret here, this decision. And here's the opportunity. Now, I know he's played San Francisco before in the playoffs, and he's, got, and he's lost as well. I know that to Colin Kaepernick. In one of the they histo- got crushed. In one of the historic that was actually Walter Camp weekend as well. That was one of the ho- historic performances in NFL history. Kaepernick I get that. went off, but this—that's I know, and that's what I'm trying to say is that now he has the opportunity to eliminate the team that we all think maybe to most 
is the favorite heading into this weekend. The team that looked the most dominant last week. I know everybody will say Tennessee, but Tennessee, that was the upset of the week. That was the biggest upset maybe in the season because we didn't expect that. It was dominating. But the San Francisco 49ers, what they did to Minnesota, domination. It looked perfection. And also, well, they also met too. And that was also domination, 37-8. So Aaron Rodgers, we've talked about him for years. We've always tried to compare him to the Brady's, but that's not in the discussion. Now we have to start talking. Yeah, but, where, but, but see, no, no, stop it. Stop. Are we talking talent-wise or what? I'm not talking talent-wise because we know that Aaron Rodgers is a more talented quarterback than Tom Brady. That's the inevitable. I'm not saying we he's better. I'm not saying, but we get that. There's people but out the, there the that think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady, and they're take and, and they're they not take away everything else. That's fine. I want to see him do it at 42 years old. I really want to see him lead his team to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl at 42. Down let alone, to three. Let alone the last three Super Bowls, not including this year, the last three. That's fine. But Aaron Rodgers, now we have to start coming up with the conversation of what, is he going to win? And if he does, where does he rank him on that? If he loses, what are we going to say about Aaron Rodgers? We want to just say, you just said a couple seconds ago about Patty Mahomes, uh, what his legacy will be. Yeah, well, but what's Aaron Rodgers' legacy for a guy that's already been here multiple times? Well, if he loses, has, it's going to be three straight NFC That's what I'm trying to say. On. If he's been there the, three, the last three times and he's lost and in embarrassing ways, He's gotten demolished in one and then a collapse in the other. So if he loses this one, what do we say about Aaron Rodgers? Okay? Does he have to be Hall of Fame-like to win this Sunday against a team that we all think is probably the favorite coming in the conversation championship Sunday? I think, first of all, I think the 49ers are probably the most complete team in the playoffs. Without the, that's they, my that's my the, field. Are they the favorite? Are they the team to beat For coming me, in? For me, if I was ranking these teams, and, I, and I'm not taking away, if I was ranking these teams, I would rank them as the 49ers number one, the Chiefs number two, the Packers number three, and the and the Titans number four. That's personally how I would rank them. It's just my sort. I think the Niners can beat you in multiple ways, but I'm not going to make the predictions right now. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers' legacy because this is an important game. Yeah, because like you said, if he loses. It's going to be three straight NFC Championship games. And he's already kind of mentioned retirement this year. Like, time is ticking. Like, someone that's oh, yeah, not going to be to 42, 43, 44. No. So, how many times, especially because the NFC is still stacked. There's oh, still a yeah. lot of really good teams in this league. Yeah. Their quarterbacks in this league are not as old as some of the other quarterbacks in the other league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brady's going to be leaving soon. Yeah. Ra- ben Roethlisberger is going to be leaving. Spoiler alert, Patriot fans. Brady will be retiring sooner or later. Or he's going to be leaving you this year. Time will tell. With that being said, you're in the NFC Championship game. You're against the 49ers. You're against the team that passed on you. You're faced Without question, I truly believe the best defense in football. And the 49ers, they have the best pass defense. Mm-hmm. They have the best pass rush. You put that combo together, that's ferocious. They stopped the run really well. They have four possible all-pro D linemen. Okay? They have guys all over the field that are studs. They have one of the best cornerbacks in the league in Richard Sherman. Who still just, is one of the best. Still is one of the best. Yes. If not the best in the game still. They have, so. they have great linebackers, athletic linebackers that can go sideline to sideline. Fast. It's going to be an intriguing game. But Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron to Rogers me, though, it. I think Aaron Rodgers it, not only has intrigued. to win this game, but has to win another Super Bowl for his legacy to be able to put himself in that different category. We watch Colin Coward a lot, and we watch uh, other talk shows like Michael Kane and stuff. Yeah. 
when you start ranking quarterbacks, because they came out, remember, with the greatest all-time teams, yeah. and then they put the 10 quarterbacks. Yep. How do you rank your tiers? Because you can rank quarterbacks, okay, 1 through 10. Everyone has their own poll. But then there's tiers. There's there are guys that are top there's three. Tiers, there's yeah. guys like Brady and Montana that they put and in tier Payton one. That are, you would put then in there's tier guys one. like when we talk about Peyton Manning, greatest regular season quarterback of all time, but he couldn't win a Super Bowl, right? And when he won his first one, we're like, all right, now he's in that category. Now he start, yeah. Okay. And then he got a second Super Bowl. I know he played like crap in that one, but it doesn't matter. When we go back, we're gonna say Peyton Manning, two times Super, Super Bowl, Bowl yeah. two times Super Bowl champion. Yep. So how do we start recognizing these quarterbacks? How do we start separating these quarterbacks from guys who made the Super Bowl mm -hmm. to one Super Bowls who have one to have two? I said to you last week, and I know it has nothing to do with this statement, but when we talk about Eli Manning on this show, and like we have for years as Giant fans, Eli Manning is a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback and a two-time Super Bowl MVP. Mm -hmm. Not many quarterbacks can say that in the history of the NFL. Only Not many players can five. say that. So only as much others. as we want to poo-poo on Eli Manning's career, he wasn't good enough and all this other stuff, okay, that's fine. I have the, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, what do you have to say? Okay, yeah, I know. I <laughs> wish I had Eli Manning's career. <laughs> yeah, right? The for the Giants. Play the Giants. He can yeah. go down and say, Two time, we wouldn't have a debate about Eli Manning Hall of Fame if he didn't have two Super Bowls and two. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers is going to make the Hall of Fame. That's not a question. We had this argument with Uncle Jerry in the, in the yeah. a couple of weeks. Ago. He goes, "Why does it matter about what he doesn't like? If he retires tomorrow, is he in the Hall of Fame?" Yes. And we said yes. He goes, "Then end of discussion." And we're like, "It's not Uncle Jerry because it's, when we it's, have this conversation, it's about, it's about legacy. It's about tears." If, if Aaron Rodgers retires tomorrow, the, he's a one-time Super Bowl winner. This is winner. the day and age of sports. This is how it is. It, it's it, Why you do it in the basketball world, you do it in the MLB world, you always categorize players now, and that's how it is. I and know, you got to find know, critiques. I know to our, some of our followers, I know there are followers that are old school, and I know that if they're in the Hall of Fame, they're one of the all-time greats. It doesn't matter. I get that. That is fine. But in today's day, day and age, everything is categorized into tiers, into people's My, Jordan in has house. six championships LeBron and, has three. and LeBron has three. That's how we talk about. We don't talk, then again, we don't talk about Bill Russell having 10. I know yes, that. I know it's, but because we look at Jordan as the number one guy of all time, Kobe has five. Like that's what we talk about. Kobe has five rings. LeBron has three, even though he's been there eight or nine straight years in a row. Yep. That's not the point. People don't care how many times you've been there. They want to know how many times you won. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Aaron Rodgers has been to one. He's won one. Beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know that because I was in West Palm Beach. That nice. That was with Cousin Vinny Lucky. and Frankie and all that. I them. wish I was there. That's nice. But that's what I'm saying. That was such a long time ago. That was the beginning of the decade, <sighs> if you really think about it. I mean, this could be the start of the decade. Can Aaron Rodgers, hey, he won in 2010. Can he win it in 2020? I mean, there's still two weeks away. But how sweet would it be for him to eliminate the team that passed up on him 15 years ago for a chance to go to win another Super Bowl championship? He has to be great. I understand that. This is going to be maybe his toughest opponent in those NFC championship games just because at the time when he played green when he played Seattle people already put him in that category he's already won a Super Bowl he's fine but now as it grows he's been the two and then he lost to Seattle blew the game and then it the, get demolished by Atlanta okay that what they did that year was miraculous run for him to get there it was just on him this year it's different because of the factor that you have to start questioning the the legacy if he gets to another NFC Championship game and he loses again, and the style of uh, how he loses could play a key factor as well. He's going in the Hall of Fame. We get that. 
that's no question about it. But can he get into that certain tier now of the even the Johnny Unitas's, the the all time greats, the top fives, the Otto Grams? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm. That's all I'm I trying to say. Saying. I get that. So he has to be great this week. This team has to be great. Not many people are giving this this team a chance. And this is where I think Aaron Rodgers, like the Brady role and factor, that this is where you want to be. If you're any team that has learned in the past, it's a team that has no chance going into the game and nobody's giving you it. Nobody gives you the respect. This is a 14-win team. Let's not forget about that. They're a seven and a half point they haven't lost. Seven and a half point they haven't lost since that San Fran game. And that was in week 12. We're in week 19. Or week 20 in the NFL season. And they're getting no respect. How about this? I, is can, where, I, can, I, can I give you this? I got to I gotta say that because this is off of what you're just saying. That's why I'm going to interrupt you. And I know you hate some of the Vegas stuff, but it better not. But how about this? Green Bay is the fourth team to win at least 13 games during the regular season. Or more. And then be the underdog of at least seven points it's in, remarkable. Its, con- it's, in remarkable. its conference title game. Each of the previous three won the game outright. This is the fourth time Aaron Rodgers has been the underdog of Dude, at least seven points, and he is zero and three outright, but three and zero against the spread in the it's, previous. Three it's games. remarkable. So that's a little betting nugget. It's remarkable that this game is a seven and a half point. It's remarkable. Think about the story. But this oh, is like I just said. Think about the storylines in this. The I, two offensive coordinators are guys that were on the Washington Redskins. Matt offensive Le- coordinators. Well, all offense and defense, according to no, Matt oh, LaFleur yeah. and Kyle oh, Shanahan. You didn't, you didn't mention also the the relationship. I of didn't LaFleur. even get to that. I got another one for you. Sawa, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, yep. gave Matt LaFleur his first job in 2008 for the Houston Texans. I got one of the better. What do you got for me? Battle of Brothers. Head coach Matt LaFleur is coaching against his younger brother, Mike LaFleur, the 49ers passing game coordinator. So Dude. if you want to go beyond all the players and all, and all that – you could go deeper There's with a family lot of and friends. And then Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. was hired, was the offensive coordinator when Mike Patton was the head coach for the Cleveland Browns. So there's a lot of intriguing coaching stories to this game, not only with the players Jimmy G, Aaron Rodgers, Let Richard Sherman, who was on that Seattle Seahawks team, yes. who called out Aaron Rodgers for not throwing against him on his side. And we'll see. I mean, like I said, this team has to be great, but – if I'm the Green Bay Packers, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, I love where the position I am right now because nobody's giving you a chance. All the pressure's on San Fran. I know everybody wants to point the finger and say, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers needs this win. Not many people expect him to go into to Levi Stadium and beat the 49ers in a team that they just played not too long ago and got embarrassed on national TV. So not many people are giving them high hopes. That's fine. That's where you want to be. Aaron and Jones play, is, has to be a huge factor yes, in this game. They have to run the football, and that's where it comes into play that the defense, it's it, it's tough because of how great this defense is. But I also want to bring into that point of why I was going to get this. into the defense. Yep. And the Jimmy G factor. And we talked about Jimmy G last week and how he had to be great. He had to be great. And he was. He was good at the times that he needed to be. His stats weren't pretty, but he needed to be great when needed, like Ryan Tannehill. But I'll go one step further. Is his injury a blessing in disguise? Is his injury maybe the best thing that ever happened for this 49er team? Think about this. I know he had a torn ACL. They don't get Nick Bosa. And Nick Bosa is probably their best defensive lineman after one season. He he, He might be their best defensive player. He might be their best defensive player. He capped off. I mean, this defensive line was good. And it was kind of missing 
something. Well, they picked yeah, up De- Ford in free agency. De- DeForest Buckner was all right. Eric Armstead was all right. Two guys that were starting to get in the groove of things, but they weren't what they expected because they were first-round picks. Then you get Nick Bosa. Kind of was like the icing on the cake of this is what we needed. We needed this elite pass rusher. And like you just said, you go get D Ford as well on top of it, who is one of the best pass rushers in the game. But getting Nick Bosa was that injury a blessing in disguise? Because if you have Jimmy G last year, they don't win four. They don't, don't win four probably four games. They win more, like six or seven games, and go seven and nine or something. They're not getting Nick Bosa. So you get Nick Bosa, and that's kind Ooh. of like the main thing that they were missing. They were missing that pass rusher, that elite pass rusher. They had the interior lineman of the Buckner and Armstead. They had that. Two monsters in the middle. But they missed out on those two pass rushers. They go make the trade for, for D Ford. It panned out well for them. They go get Nick Bosa. But Jimmy, Jimmy G, if he doesn't go down, we're not talking about Nick Bosa. We're not maybe even talking about the San Francisco 49ers right now. Well, just uh, just think about where they've come from being the team that they were last year, four and twelve, second round, second pick in the draft, to maybe being going to the Super Bowl, maybe winning the Super Bowl. He's been one of their most consistent and dominant forts on the defensive line. He's one of the best Listen, defenders, one, maybe in the game. In one, one of the in one of the uh, parts of the season this year, we were talking not only as rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, but also defensive uh, defensive uh, player, player of, the of the year. That's what I'm trying to say. He might be one of the best defensive players in the game, and he's already. only gonna, and he's only going to get better. So you see. Jimmy G and he's getting better he's learning but just that injury I know the injury sucked and you don't want to have a torn ACL injury because it's one of the worst injuries to have in, 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 in sports if you get that and you get it one more time your, your career could be in shambles but to see that injury to see how he bounced back and to see how they got a Nick Bosa and to really cap off that defense that needed it because they were on the verge. They had a lot of young talent. They were on the verge of being something we good. Thought the, they we were thought competitive. this team now was going to be last year's team. They were competitive last year defensively, but they were missing something. Jimmy G goes down. Yeah, they were horrible. But, boy, the prize was the it was the ultimate prize. I know at the time it was horrible, and it affected your franchise at the time, but look at the end. The end of the road. And thank the God for Arizona taking it. Kyler Murray. The prize was worth it because Nick Bosa has been an absolute stud for this defense. And that's what we've been talking about with this 49ers team. Throughout this entire season, it's been, their 40, it's been the defense. And that's why I just said about Aaron Rodgers. He has to be Hall of Fame-like. He almost does. And I know this is his toughest matchup because of how great this defense he is. He has on to all take phase, chances. On all levels of the game. He cannot play safe this week. Playing safe works in the regular season. On, if you're going to go and win this game, Against this defense, you're going to have to go make plays, and you're going to have to challenge some of those guys. And that means Aaron Rodgers, he likes to play it safe a lot of times. Yeah. Brett Favre came out during the week and says he's, a, he's almost shocked and surprised how, how well or how much Aaron Rodgers plays the game safe. And that's good. It gets you to this point. But, but he's going to have to be able to, yes. ma- to make a challenging throw that in a normal – Regular season game, he won't make that. He's going to have to go make because... They're so complete. Because here's the thing. The 49ers team, I believe, is a better team than this Packer team overall. Yeah. They have a better line. They have a better... I believe they have a better running game. They have the better defense. Now, this Packers team is no slouch. No. They have two studs who can rush to... Pre- Preston Smith and, S- and Sedaria Smith, two free-age signings. They have a number one receiver. And Devontae Adams, who is a top-five receiver, top and three. And Richard he, you might see the Richard Sherman. But, that will be the matchup that I'd like they, to see, they're maybe. They're not going to match them up. Maybe Jair Alexander will have the responsibility. Or no, not Jair Alexander. Um, who's our other corner? They're cor- uh, For 49ers. 
Well, it depends because they had a corner and he was hurt, and then they brought. So listen, they're a matchup zone. They play zone. They play a lot of cover three. So and that's what Richard three. Sherman did Safety when high. he was in Seattle. So listen, it's Aaron Jones is going to be is going to have to be a huge participant in this yes. game this weekend. He's going to have to have over 100 yards. And he's going to have to be in the passing game, too. Oh, yeah. He has to be at least over 120 yards. I, total you know offense. What, and you know what else I think has to play a role in this game is Jimmy Graham. I knew you were going to He's got to work the middle I of the field. He's got to keep the He line. was an important role last week. He's got to have a couple big plays he down played. the middle of the field. Keep those linebackers. Teddy was very important uh, last week against Seattle. In the, cl- in the clutch moments, Rodgers went to him. I, I, that's, I'm glad you said that because Jimmy Graham is a very important ro- piece to this offense. Listen, I think the most important player to the 49ers offense is George Kittle. He is, he is the man that – he's the one that keeps the boat rowing. He's a, he's a phenomenal offensive blocker. He's like an extension of the offensive line. He's not just a tight end that catches passes and can half-ass block. He can knock oh, you on your butt. He can punch you in the mouth. Okay? Yep. But he, when he is on that field, in the passing and the running game, they are so much more fluid. For me, it's Debo Samuel. Because I love what they use with Debo Samuel. Put him into so many different positions and – Use him in the running game. Use him with the Jeb sweeps. Putting him in motion. They use him as their every as their do it all guy. It seems like their decoy. And I really think that he's going to have to play a huge part in this game for San Francisco to succeed. Succeed because this Green Bay Packers D is no slouch as well. And Mike Patton has done a fabulous job with this defense. So credit to them. I know everybody wants to praise the 49ers defense, but the Green Bay Packers defense is no slouch as well. I mean, if we're talking defense, they're no slouch. So I think Debo Samuel will have to play a huge factor in this game because he has been. He's been one of the better rookies offensively for the NFL, and I'm and, and that was a steal for them. I liked him at South Carolina. He did that. He was a do it all guy for San for um, South Carolina. Now he's doing it all for San Fran. It's plain and simple. Which road team? Before we make our predictions, which road team has the better chance to win? I think the Titans. Both are seven. I think the spread. I don't know if the spread changed, but the last time I checked, they both were seven and a half under point underdogs, which I, is all. Which is wow, especially the Packers. I, I think the Titans. Wow. I believe the Titans. Really? Yeah. Is it because you don't trust the Chiefs? You trust the 49ers more? No, than? it has nothing about trust. I just think the running game of the Titans could be that dominant. Has been that dominant, and I love Vrabel as the head coach. Matt Lafleur playing in it. Being in his first NFC Championship, head coach, the responsibility, that whole. And I look at the 49ers as a complete team where I see there's flaws, and especially like you said before in the earlier part of the show when we're talking about the AFC Championship, if Chris Jones is not there, that's a huge loss up the middle in that oh, Kansas yeah. City offense. And Derrick Henry, listen, has been dominant against the two stout defense. The Baltimore Ravens defense had a stout defense, had a st- New England Patriots had a stout defense. And just, he ask was Earl, able to Earl, just, Earl, just ask Earl Thomas. He, was he a, made Earl Thomas a blocker. He was able to rush for 175 yards plus in both of those games. Yeah. First NFL player to do so in the playoffs. Me, I would say Green Bay, just because it's kind of like the factor of Brady. You have Aaron Rodgers still. I know Aaron Rodgers hasn't been able to win these games the past two appearances, but anytime you have a quarterback that great, Hall of Fame great, you always have an opportunity to win. And I think it's very similar with the Brady thing. As long as you have a quarterback that great, you're always in the game. And I think this is going to be a different game. This will not be. I will be stunned if this game is the same as it was in Week 12. I do not see this being a 28-point blowout. 
or 29-point blow. I do not see it. I see Aaron Rodgers coming back. I see this Packers team aggravated, angry, and ready to prove a point that they've been disrespected specifically this week because they are still a 14-win team. That's impressive. They're a 7.5-point underdog. That's saying a lot to how good they think San Fran is. Anytime you have a, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you always have a chance. You always have a great opportunity. Can Mike, I mean, this is another interesting thing about this. Mike LaFleur or Matt LaFleur against Kyle Shanahan. Two young coaches. Two guys that have become, this is a new, and just like Mike Vrabel, three coaches that are new to this. Let's see how all the three young coaches go as well. Andy Reid, we know what he is. Let's just hope that he doesn't come up, uh, pull a Jim Kelly again and lose, or Buffalo Bills, I should say, and lose again. But it's also new. You get three new head coaches, brand new. That are coming well, into the Well, Shanahan's been there as you know what I, mean. I know as the head coach. But it's a new game for him that he's going to be the head coach of an AFC or NFC Championship game, just like Lafleur and just like Vrabel. I mean, it's it, there's so it, I'm just so excited for this game, Ted. Plain and simple, who is going to Super Bowl Fifty Four? I I told you before on the way up. I I think it's the top two seats. I think it's the Chiefs and the 49ers. They're the better teams. They have the whole field advantage. I look at the 49ers as the most complete team in the playoffs right now. They can do everything, and they can beat you in multiple ways. And we've seen, if you can't block, if you're third and long, and you can't block these four guys for the 49ers, you ain't going to win anything. It don't matter. Good luck. And so the 49ers, I look at the end of the day, they're going to be able to set the tone running the football. They're going to be able to get enough pressure on Aaron Rodgers and make the plays. They have the best pass defense. They have the best rush pass rush. 49ers win. You know, who cares what the score is? They're going to win the game. What do you got for a score? I'm curious. Do you, have anything? do you think it's high scoring? Do you think it's a blowout? 27-21. Okay. And I, and, I th- and I believe the Chiefs will win. I just believe the Chiefs are on a whole other level. I was thoroughly— That's what we thought, I, that's what we thought Baltimore I was, uh, was, too. No, you're right. You're 100% right. But I looked at what the Chiefs did last week. You're down 24 nothing. You, you you go up 28-24. I think this happens. Titans team is way different from the t- bad coaching. I think coaching plays a huge part, and I think this Tennessee Titan has. But you can, and we but saw the players play coaches. I know, coach. but we saw that on display against the, t- the the New England Patriots. So you think the Titans are going to win? I'm not picking anybody. I'm not. I'm not. Well, because, why'd you make the comment? No, I, what I want to see as a fan, I want to see the Packers against the Chiefs. I'd love to see. Super Bowl one, but I in the NFL, I'd also like to see the best defense per versus but, the best offense. Yes, that would be awesome. I just want to see great games. What I want to see, I'm not going to pick because I've been incapable of picking. And if I pick what I want, it's it might not come true. But I just hope for great games, and I think these both game, the both of these games will be great. I think they're both going to be competitive, and I expect it to be going in the fourth quarter, a competitive ball game still football fans enjoy because we're down to and I'm not including the Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl is a joke we have two weeks left of NFL football and then we wait until August and September so let's enjoy this I know our teams may not be in but let's enjoy it let's see what happens you got the juggernaut of the Kansas City Chiefs you got the dominant defense you have the stars as well Aaron Rodgers Derrick Henry Patrick Mahomes you got the newcomer of coaches and then you got the Cinderella story in the Tennessee Titans. Let's just hope for great games. Let's just hope for a good conference championship game. Because all in all, this sports week specifically needs it. Because there's been so much negativity 
discussed in the sports world. We need good games to cap off this weekend and to cap off this week. Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a break. When we come back, we're talking the MLB. We're going to be talking with Joe Aguirre, the much-needed Joe Aguirre as well. I can't wait to have him as well. Go also, yeah, also go you're going to see a special commercial. Uh, little yeah, we got we got a little we got a little a surprise. Our boys, our brothers, we got the brothers of the Valenti brothers. Tune in as well to stay stay tuned. But we will be joined by Joe Aguirre to talk all of this unforgettable or forgettable week in baseball. Keys to the city. We'll be right back, folks. Who eliminates Brock Lesnar in the upcoming Royal Rumble match? It all decides our WrestleMania 36 predictions next on the Squared Circle Zygo Babble. Hello and welcome to the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. This is Ralph Valenti. For news, reviews, and conversations on all things pro wrestling, subscribe, hit that bell for notifications. sports we've got sports here on keys to the city brought to you by all noise radio here's your host trevor and ted and ladies and gentlemen we are back clovercrest media presents keys to the city as i said we had a quick promo of the Valenti brothers they will be joining the show next week to talk royal rumble that's a week away as well and wrestlemania the tour of wrestlemania begins with the Valenti brothers. Squared Circle Cycle Babble. If you're a big wrestling fan, I request you follow them at YouTube, Squared Circle Cycle Babble. A lot of great stuff to discuss. And there's, I mean, we got, speaking of great stuff to discuss, I mean, it's great, but it's not good for the sport of the MLB. Ted, this has been, this has been like this, and we had a, I thought we were going to rip our heads off in the car. I really did believe that when we were on, when we were talking about this, we were literally going to jump out the window and fight each other over this. And it's been a, and like I said, it's been a dreadful week. Yeah, we got pretty heated. Yeah, I literally thought we were going to start throwing fists, and I'm glad that we've calmed down. Somehow, the Keys brothers have calmed down. And we will be joined by D. Joe Aguirre soon. He's a busy man. But I can't wait to see what he has to say. I know he has a full mouth ready to say some stuff. But like I said, this has been overall a... A tough week, a rough week for sports, and this has probably been the forefront of it. It's this MLB scandal, and it, I have the timeline right in front but of me. No, just it, plain and simple, it started on Tuesday. It started on Monday. AJ Hinch. Well, it started on November twelfth. I know. That's but when I, this all really started, Trev. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's when it, you get mad at me, but that's no. When, go ahead. Really, really, this is when it came out, November twelfth. The Athletic reports that the Astros used electronic surveillance to illegally steal signs from opposing catchers in 2017. Mm -hmm. Okay, we know that because Mike Fears also said when he when he went to the Oakland Athletics, there's some sign stealing going on in Houston, which the MLB investigated. Here That's what comes. led to the procedure. Okay, Beltran, an Astros player at the time, denies involvement. I'm not aware of the camera. That camera, Beltran tells the Post in Texas, we are studying opposing players. The next day. Beltran doubles down as an innocence, texting the post, there's nothing illegal about studying your opposite team. I love and respect the game. 
And that's the worst thing to do in general is to lie. Just to lie in general is one of the worst things in the world to do. But to lie to the New York media is, is almost criminal. You're setting yourself up to be screwed, to set up to be just a villain. And that's what happened. You, to, uh, Joe, Joe Aguirre. He's back. I know you've been waiting for this. And we discussed this a little on Tuesday because it just started to come out. We were at the point of only Hinch and Lunau was gone. We didn't know what was going to happen. We knew that Cora, but how soon? We knew that Beltran maybe as well because those have been the major players of this. And we and I was saying that we had such a heated discussion in the car that I thought we were going to throw each other out the window and start fighting because we kind of have different of feels of this thing. I compare this. I think to me, this is worse than the steroid act. And I think, and thank you. It's not, and I, and I know this is going to get heated and I hope that people can, I hope that people can realistically think this is all this. We're not going to beat each other up. We don't hate each other, but this will get heated because we are going to have different views on this. And this is the effect that this whole scandal has had for baseball fans. And I think it's even worse than the P, P, um, Rose thing as well. And you said, no, it's plain and simple. And I started with this, and this is how it's... They affected championships. I don't... And you called dad earlier. Dad, we're, I said this. We're going to get into it. We talked... We called my dad and the Barry Bonds thing. He said, who's the home run leader? Barry Bonds. I get that. But there will always be some sort of asterisk next to Barry Bonds because he cheated. The Astros. Not in the yes, record book, though. Yeah, I know the record book says on, that. But let him go first. Hold on, ready? Because we haven't talked to you. Sorry, Joe. How many home runs did Hank Aaron hit? 715. 755. Oh, 755. <laughs> wow. I always think of First, he got to 715. <laughs> yeah, Finished no, 755. How many did Bonds hit? 763. 763. Right? Ask those guys. Joe, can I ask you? What's seven fifty-five? What's sixty-one? I bet those you are those are hallowed numbers in this sport. Here's the difference between steroids and what's happening right now. The only thing comparable to this is the nineteen nineteen Chicago Black Sox. Yes, the Black Sox. Plain and simple. Can I tell you the seven one four number? Seems you're bigger. not messing with stats. You are messing with championships. Which, which at the end of the day, is the most hallowed thing that there is in baseball. Well, That's you, my problem well, with this. What well, you're thing. telling me, hold on. What well, you're telling me about the whole stat, you don't care about the championships. No, I do. You don't care. No, as much. I do. But here's the thing: you don't think it's that important. You think the okay, stats okay, are more. We all hold, played, on. Oh, hold on. We all played you, baseball. On but here, hold on. Right? Hold on. So here's the thing: what you is, can. Know, we've talked about this. I had a conversation with one of the security supervisors, Yale, who used to play in the minor league baseball system for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Right. So we're like. Okay, there is some cheating going about. You know the pitch. Now, Joe, you played baseball, right? You know a fastball's coming, right? That gives you an advantage. Gives you a huge advantage. That, but you still got to hit the ball. There's still nine fielders. There's still 27 outs. There's still other May people I? participating in this May game. I? Like to look, think- look, 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 <laughs> you- look. No one's, no one's saying Jose Altuve is not a good hitter. Yeah. No one's saying that. No one's saying Bregman. No one's saying. No one's saying they're not good hitters. Even Ben Beltran was playing. Here's we, the we here's the struggle we now have. It's the same one we try to play with the steroids. Ever we're gonna guess when they cheated and when they didn't, and you can't you can't quantify it. We no. know they did it, no. and it doesn't matter what numbers are skewed because of it. 
It, it really does it at the end of the day. Here's what we do know, okay? Uh, that, that these guys knew what they were doing was wrong. And they still did it. They, they went to great lengths to hide it because they knew it was wrong and they knew there would be ramifications if they got caught. Okay, they denied, they lied, right? We know again in this in this particular uh, uh, American League Championship Series, the Yankees brought up the whistling, which if you if I'm sure you guys have seen it, there was a lot of that whistling. And mm-hmm. Chapman, maybe they wonder why Chapman was smiling at the end of that. game. I also told you guys right after that game that I thought it seemed weird that Altuve knew a slider was coming after getting a slider previously in a fastball count 2-0. He should have been sitting he's dead si- red, 2-1, and, he's sitting and he was sitting slider, and he is a great hitter. Oh, we know he's that. He's a great hitter. Yes, we so, know so that. So you say he's got to hit the ball. Well, yeah, of course, if, if Jose Altuve knows 87 slider down the middle, so, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to jack it. I don't, think, I don't think he knows the location, but he knows it's coming. See, this is the way I explain it with the steroid thing. Okay, the only people we ever talk about the steroid guys are the guys that affected the records because that's the only thing that real baseball can Yes. Do. People don't give a crap about the hundred other thousand people that took steroids during that year that didn't do anything, that didn't affect any records because no one cares because they don't care about the guy who had 30 home runs and didn't do anything. They care about Barry Vons because that howl number of 714, which Hank Aaron beat, because when I think about records, the only number that ever reminds me was the Babe Ruth 714, 715. Because when you say that, I never think 755. I always, for some reason, when it, maybe because I was a kid, it was always the 714, 715 nobody number ever thought that they g- talked yeah. about. That's right. 700 number. All right? That's why I say, like, the steroid era was a whole decade of players using stuff. How many guys' careers were changed because of that? How many guys' records, numbers, things were skewed? How much money was made? It also helped baseball, too. This is hurting baseball. So it was a bigger picture. Yeah, but here's the thing. Baseball knew about this in 2017. They knew about they knew it in beforehand 2018. Because I they just knew re- about it in 2019. They've known they about it. They pulled it to the Red Sox to cut the crap yes. out so with the stopwatch thing. They've known about it. They the could have done something so about it. Just the this. same. They knew about the steroids, and they allowed it to happen because they didn't, at the time, think it was bad. It's not because bad. Because it was bringing in money. Sure. It but was it, bringing in and it's fans. not bad until you get so caught. I just yes. read an article right before the show, and I wish I saw it yesterday. There was an affidavit signed by all 32 managers in the 2016 season about using cheating signs and stealing and technology. Every manager signed that. I was reading it because there was a picture of Terry, Terry Francona on one side and the three managers that got fired, and there was a report. That said, Terry Francona said, we all signed as managers, had the understanding and respect that said, we will, no, we will not cheat in using technology. And we all signed the piece of paperwork. So A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora and guys that were, knew about this stuff beforehand. It wasn't like, hey, look what we found. We're going to try. They knew this. They just overlooked it. And I see Beltran, you know, he comes out and says, oh, we didn't do it. And then he comes back and says, I, I should have never done that. I'm not that tough. He was at the end of his career. He knew he was retiring. He was looking for every way possible for to help his team to overcome the odds and win a Here's championship. And the way I look at Crane and the Astros goes, you know what? We'll take the heat, but we won a world championship in Here's the first time in 54 here's years, also and my the thing. money that was made in that playoff series and for that organization is phenomenal. Joe, huge. can I ask you a question? I'm going to ask Ted, too. Yeah. I want to ask you this. Would you have been the pitcher, Mike Fares, that ratted this whole thing? Would you have ratted? So Jessica Mendoza I, from ESPN. I agree with her 100%. Uh, I agree with her. I thought 
had the stupidest take on this on Golik and Wingo, and Michael agreed with her, and obviously you do too. And I'm, I'm sorry to say, and we have an impeachment going on right now in Washington, D.C. because of a whistleblower, because somebody had the guts to say, I think this is wrong, and they took it to the proper channels. Three major league managers got fired because of the scandal, and or, 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 was it, or was it four? Was it four managers who got fired? Because if Joe Girardi goes to the World Series in 2017, probably wins the World Series in 2017, he doesn't get fired as manager. Aaron Boone still works at ESPN. They said he probably was going to get fired. If Even he if he wins, wins the World, the World Series, Series, he doesn't. Michael, doesn't. K. So, Michael K. showed the other day they I had him on. They said, I don't, I don't agree. He was Again, already on the way out. It doesn't, but if he wins the World Series, he's not on his way out. It's a he's got more. a new four-year deal. Baloney. I don't I believe don't, that. I don't believe that he gets fired if he wins the World Series. Think about how upset we were when they fired Girardi in the first place. Oh, I don't agree with you. It, it was insane. Yeah. I was but, about it. But we, we convinced ourselves... The next guy will get us over the hump. Girardi was the guy that would have got us over the hump. And, and, and as a result, Joe Girardi loses out on the chance to be the manager of the New York Yankees or, or possibly the Mets or some other team. His, his fortune suddenly got twisted because of this. Well, I- they're, they're, look, Mike Fires had a nine-something ERA against the Astros this year. And I'm sure at some point thought, enough is enough. With the garbage cans and everything else, I'm saying something. Why wouldn't I? Would you have? Yes, I would have. I see. I would have said it to my team and say, "Listen, when we're in Houston, you got to be. If you hear banging, if you baseball be- has one thing, they've been cheating forever. In if baseball. they've got one thing, it's the integrity of the game. Okay. Yeah. Look, there's been black eyes in this sport so the whole time, forever. There's, yes. From Gaylord Perry finding the file coming out of his pocket to do. But listen, the, the, second, the, the, second, the, the second you stop cracking down on cheaters or you say, no, you know, don't say anything, that, that's when it's all over. That's when I, I, I got to be honest, this, and I, baseball's, you guys know me. It's my you favorite love, thing. It's your favorite sport. It is by far my and favorite sport. And that's why it's such a passionate this thing by really, a lot of people. This is making fans. me rethink my commitment to baseball. I don't think the punishment was severe enough to the Astros. Yes. I think, I think international slot money, I think that $5 million fine should have been a $20 million fine. It can't and I be. Think, I don't care. I know. I, it should have counted against the cap. It, it should have hurt that I, I like what Trevor said. Take the $5 million back because it means nothing to Crane. He's what a I, what I would have done. Charge it against the cap no, what and I then would, it'll hurt I, you. No, what I would have done personally, give him postseason ban. One year, postseason ban. Maybe two Could at you max. do that, Joe? Ah. Uh, See, that would be me personally. But then I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate it, but then you run into so what happens no, I know. There's the a, Astros win 104 games, but don't get in. the second-place team with 92 wins gets over. Yeah, I know. Do they get the home? I, I understand. Do they, I understand do they get a home game against the Wild? I mean, that's No, no, they don't make it at all. No, 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 I'm saying. So so say the Astros win 104. They don't make the playoffs. Let's say Anaheim makes, wins no, 92 I know what he, games. I know what he's saying. Know what he's saying yeah. So Anaheim at 92 wins gets the division? Yeah, I know what you. I know, I and, know. And there's three teams in the A at least with 95 wins. You're gonna, you're, you're opening yep. up Pandora's, Pandora's box with that. I just think that if you wanted to go hard, I if you really wanted you, to go after them. This is what you have. to I do understood sometimes. what Trevor was saying, but I because of the old school thinking. Listen, you don't rat. People don't like rats. Now, I think this you know, isn't the mafia. 
Hey, I was about this to. This isn't the mafia, guys. It could be. I, I'm with, could be. We're all paisans here. I respect. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I, I think. I think there's a critique of rat and like how does there's there's this is a bigger thing here. You're talking about the integrity of the sport that's already been challenged many times over the years. Another black eye for the sport to sit here and say, "Ah, eh, you shouldn't rat," is nonsense. It's ridiculous. Okay. You remember when Jose Canseco came out and said 75% of big leaguers use steroids? And everybody was like, what a loser. What a liar. Boy, was he right. <laughs> Boy, was he right. He I was, know. He was right. When, when someone's cheating and it's costing guys jobs, it's costing managers jobs, it's costing, it's costing people free agency opportunities. Hey, can I interrupt? I'm sorry, you got to say hold something. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Well, everybody that's been listening, thank you, I appreciate it. We're talking right now with the Joe Aguirre, talking baseball and this dreadful, forgettable week for baseball, this black eye, as Joe has called it. If you haven't got a chance to check us out, we are Keys to the City. You can follow us on Spotify They're and not YouTube. taking the trophy but, and the rings away. No, that's, and, that's another thing. I don't want a, them to. No, because but this it is should not, be this some is not sort of like, bl- there should be like a no, black line across it. Trev, like, people are going to we'll recognize. Know. People, we'll listen, know. you're going to, this is going to be going down as a movie, a story down the road. It'll be a 30 for 30. I hope they and, make and a movie Because it's not, here's the thing. What makes this story even more intriguing is it's not one team. Okay. The following year, a guy, a bench coach guy gets a job in a, in a, in a huge market in Boston. Then that team not only has a great season, but wins the world's championship and uses the same tactics you know how, do, do the following how, year. And do you know how this I, all started? It started in the Astros World Series. Uh, you know how every time you win a World Series, you have your DVD of the season. It all there was a clip of it of people running by of the table and the laptop with the trash can right there, and people spotted it. And then you had Mike Fires coming out and speaking upon it. It was like wow. You almost set yourself up for failure. I and wanted, then how about Altuve going? No, that's what I want to do. I oh, wanted. To I mean, get, how how weird is it? This is the one guy that said I'm too shy. You listen. Ken Rosendahl asked him. Oh, why did you not ask to play? He literally asked him moments after winning the ALCS this past guys season. Guys doing a game one, and a every, game thirty-two and every, of the season. And, everybody, the and he says, "Why didn't you take your shirt? Oh, because I'm shy and my my wife didn't like it. Knowing that the same guy that always has a walk off, first thing he's doing." It's taking his shirt off. I, I was on off. Altuve's Instagram earlier, by the way. Not a very modest guy. A lot of shirtless photos of him. No, uh, he in, bo- in the Caribbean. He's so yeah. not modest. So that's a lie. So and yeah, he lied. Yeah, and then you see him running through the the halls to go get that off, and he's walking like this, and and he's like literally said, "Don't jump on me." I like it's like I have the piece on me right now. Don't jump. I. I know this may this may cause even more controversy going forward. Where does if he's Jose, wearing a piece, if he gets a and piece, here he said he wasn't. This is like Raphael. He's Primera. banned for life. I have no, never no, taken steroids in my life. He's banned for. This is Pete Rose. Yeah, this you is. Ban, you think banned uh, for how life? could he if play? They hold find on. Out he had a device to hit that home run, and he lied. How, how? Yeah, but here's the thing. No, Bregman. Bregman was wearing one in that game too. But there's no. But here's the thing. The association no, union will protect these guys. I don't to, think so. To the end. Not this. Hold on. I don't know about this. Joe Bregman's different. I don't know about this. I can see a one year. Hold on. Bregman's different because there's no video. There's no video of it. We sure. don't know. Altuve, we're going after Altuve right. because we actually have some sort of pro- some weird video showing it. That I'll bet you'll find more. Maybe and I, we and, will. And, and here's what, you know, so here's what happened. Major League Baseball brought the Astros players in and they, they, they talked to them. And as soon as MLB got involved, everybody started singing like canaries, by the way. 
So before we start throwing Mike Fires under the bus, as soon as feet to the fire, all the Astros were like, yeah, we did it. We cheated. We're sorry. We didn't know it was wrong or whatever. So they were pretty forthright, which is why the players basically didn't get punished. Okay. And the only reason Beltron got, got named is because he was the ringleader. And he was idea. in the report. Cora put it into play. Yep. And there you have it. So this is what I think, flushed, though, yeah. if, if if anybody was found to have been using electronic devices, I mean, if Altuve, a buzzer, I, I mean, if that's yeah, the case, he's gone. No hesitation. At least you're banned for a year. You can no, apply for no, reinstatement. Joe, no, Joe. You can apply for yes, reinstatement and, and, no, we'll, and we'll talk. Don't tell about me it. like a year is a slap on the wrist. Yes, it is. No, it's not. A year is a huge. That, no, huge it is, no, it's not. Well, look what it did for A-Rod. Set out 2013 and came back and had a great 2014. He literally cheated. No. If Pete he, Rose can't be because of betting games and people hate Pete Rose because so, of it. So, if Jose Altuve could get a one-year. If Pete Rose gets banned for life and Jose Altuve gets a one-year ban. Here's the thing. It's, it's a difference of time back in the day because gambling and sports. Were, it's even worse now. Yeah, but yeah, but it's, it's accepted now. Listen, it's not, if this, if people, cheating is not accepted. No, 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 no. You don't understand the difference here is is Pete Rose has been offered the opportunity yes. repeatedly to admit that he did wrong and then and apply hasn't. for reinstatement. And he hasn't. And he refuses. I read Pete's book, uh, My Own Prison, and I mean, I, I like guy. and I respect Pete a lot. He's an idiot. He he's one of the stupidest people in the world. If the Hall of Fame meant that much to Pete, Pete would come out and tell you exactly what he did, exactly what happened. I've talked to Rob Dibble about this, who was on that team, and Rob says he never felt misused. He never felt like he was in a game he wouldn't have been in or that he was extended a batter, and then he didn't notice that about any of his teammates. So as far as Pete betting on games, it's wrong, and, and there should have been a punishment. Banned for life? Ooh. Because, again... You're talking about the integrity of the game. Him betting has nothing to do with him managing the game differently. Because, I, if, because if that were the case, then banned for life and, and, and no, no possibility of reinstatement, so, in my opinion. So I'll take one of the questions from one of the, uh, the viewers to you guys. Which team do you think is more upset, the Yankees or the Dodgers who lost back-to-back -back World Series? I, I don't think the Dodgers would have beaten the Yankees. So that year, uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, I still, still I would there, still be the, so. I would still be the Dodgers because you were there and, and I would be, I mean, it's, that's literally like a 50, 50, because I think both teams should be equally PO'd of what happened. Because if 2019, the Yankees, we all thought this I mean, was look at CC. This, we all CC goes my career probably no, could have had, had another one could have had a title. If 2019, we all thought the Yankees, this was going to be the year, and the way they lost, to see the way they lost and how we all said, oh, it's just a sad season to end. And if this is the reason how they lost, that Jose Altuve had a walk-off home run because he had a buzzer like this to go and swing the bat, it's 50-50 for me. I wouldn't pick who would be me. It's, it's, I would say, it's I would say the Dodgers because they were in the World Series. Now, I'd split down in the middle for me. But now, Joe, I brought this up to Trev the other day. When, we were t when the Houston thing first came out, I said, you know, we were talking about legacies and we are talking about certain things. And you said, Joe Girardi, maybe he wasn't be fired. Well, here's the thing. What if Clayton Kershaw wins a World Series with the Dodgers one of those two years? We're not, 
when when the Dodgers lost this year to the Nationals, and we were talking about Kershaw, remember we were kind of bashing him like this guy is just can't win the big like, one. Yeah, like the Peyton Manning. We would the, overlook yeah. that now. So if he had a World Championship in his back pocket, see, you're and that's what I'm trying to say is that this is a bigger deal than I think. To me, the steroid act and the this is me personally. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, and that's fine. So you you were Adam Shine about now. Buster only did this kind of you know like he does the monologue thing where like a, a good three minute thing of what's going on. He said it's not bigger than the Pete Rose and the and the and the, I, me, I, steroid era. I think and I agree with that. I don't think it's bigger. But here's the and thing. Effect, I'm saying it, that today when it, on January 17th, not next week when they go, Altuve's been banned for a year and this has been banned. Now I'm going, let's bring this story back and let's now I'm going to still think sure. it's bigger. I still think it's bigger with all this. With oh. all this what all transpired this Agreed. week, what all transpired this week, it's bigger still. Go ahead. Well, I, I got a feeling that by this time next week, you could be talking about 10 teams being looked at for doing this. I, I'm sure everybody was doing this. I'm sure. And I, I'll tell you this. Well, the Yankees have been. I mean, the, the Yankees, Yankees were investigated for doing it as well and cleared by Major League Baseball. How fun is this? The three big markets of Boston, Mets, and then Houston. Well, Boston, New York, and yeah. But see, this is the mentality. And the Yankees go- are sitting back. Yeah. You go into a season every year with the mentality of championship or bust. Yeah. Right, we we said this year, a judge said past it. Two, I know you said, we it, said it. Failure. In the past two years. Twenty eighteen, failure. Twenty seventeen, failure. Does this put more pressure on the Yankees to win this year? Because now they're sitting pretty back. Yes, with, because listen, you know that these yes. other teams will do anything it takes yes. to beat you. Yes. And as long as guys are going to sit around and not say what's going on. Well, no one said anything about the steroids because what do you think the, the guy? There were the, people that said stuff about the steroids, and those people were not believed. We didn't want to believe it, but during we the didn't time, want to though, believe that there was systematic cheating going on throughout the entire but game. But said at and the now, end, and now we play this game where we go back in time and we're like, you know, McGuire and Sosa and Palmero and Bonds and Clemens, right? And we're like, well, Giambi apologized, so he's all right. Pettit said it was once. He's a God-fearing man. Let's believe him. I've always said this about Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas was a monster his whole career. People were like, he was big, played tight end at Auburn. He was always naturally big. How do I know he wasn't using steroids then? He still is. How do I know Griffey didn't do it? Because it you want to just you want to start guessing and giving passes to some guys. Piazza gets in, Pudge Rodriguez gets in. Those were steroid guys. They but you're part, right, Ted. They, they were, didn't they didn't break records. They were part of the act. They were part of the era. They didn't break guys. records. They didn't they didn't ruin those hollowed numbers. And so they get a free pass. Yeah, and the reason why, and the but the reason guys why, that were up in the like because the reason why I say that because when Bonds was about to a thousand percent when Bonds yeah. was about to break the record because I, you got to bring this to a race and historical thing when you talk about even Roger Maris when he was about to break Babe Ruth's record for sixty home runs in a season and you and we have the movie sixty one the hatred that he got from his own people Yankee fans you know death letters. And then you look at Hank Aaron in the time when race was, and it's still a big thing, but oh, yeah. even more so then, him breaking Babe Ruth's record of 714. I mean, the that's were, a hollow number. Guy, and you said before, like the passion of baseball, old school baseball fan, historic, the oldest pastime, you know what I mean? Baseball, There's a yeah. certain, like, if cheating goes on in football or a guy takes steroids in football, no one cares. Like, do you really care that a guy in middle linebacker should get steroids on a football team? I kind of hope he does. <laughs> exactly. But when, be honest. It, but when it comes to baseball. It's a little harder, I bet. When, when it's baseball, there's a different feeling and respect toward the game. And I just. Which is this, funnier because it's got a much dirtier past 
than any of the sports. 140 yeah. years of baseball, and there's been cheating in baseball the entire. I mean, and they hold themselves up like this all the time. I mean, we joke Don't about they? pine tar things. Me, me personally, this. about the whole thing. Me personally, and everybody, like I said, everybody's entitled there. I wouldn't have never ratted. I know that some people feel differently. I would have never done it. It's just how I am, and I could get bashed for it. I understand. It's okay. I would have never done it. You are my wingman for here on out in life. Just ask a couple people. See, I'm a, see, just, no, no, no. Hold on. Just ask a couple people. If you want to say this is a guy that, you know, if I call you up at 2 a.m. I'm like, try grab a shovel, shovel and some lie. <laughs> I know yeah. we're hey, Robert, I know we're good to go. Robert De Niro said it in Goodfellas. The little Henry Hill. Don't ever rat. And then he slapped him in the face, too. Is that coming? And that's where you got the little... I love it. Love but that. But I'm, I'm just... That's me personally. I know most people would probably say, oh, well, he did... Uh, yeah, he was... Actually, there. what he said was, never rat on your friends. Yes. And always keep your mouth shut. Yeah. But he was talking about your friends. And the Houston Astros, uh, if they cared that much, would have extended Mike Fires, uh, a 30... A now 35-year-old guy, age 34, going... I would have given him a two-year deal. So I saw, get, so, you think he's trying to get back? So, he, I got, so I got something to tell Trev. So I said, and then look, he went 15-4 to four last year. He had a good year. So he still looks quality pitcher. And they just thought, well. He's on the yeah. division. He rival. won't well, say well, anything. Well, that's what I said. I was saying to Trev. I said, this story wasn't just like the other day. This was two years ago. Not yeah. the same people that were on that 2017 roster were on this year's roster. So for Cole? no one. So for, hold on. For no yep. one to say anything is pretty remarkable. And that's just one guy. And then I said this. You think Cole gets asked? For sure. And then here's the other thing. Do you think the Red Sox used the cheating device against the – do you think Houston Hinch used it against his former coach? Probably not because they got their rear end kicked. My understanding is they had like a deal. See, that's – Like you don't and, use it against each other. I know I know. this seems crazy to say this, but did you notice how Carlos Beltran sat out 2018? It was almost like he knew – 17 was the Astros' year. 2018 was going to be Corey's year. Yeah. He waited. He waited again, and then he no, decided. No, he did, go, well, he did go for the Yankee job. They just took Boone. No, he could have had the Yankee job. You think so? Who I do. Boone? I see, and we just said that, too. I do, and, and I, I just, think he ultimately told them he wasn't ready. And I just brought this. Which I think is a suspicious term now. And I just brought it up with, like, if Cole gets asked. I feel like everybody that was associated with that team, Camber maybe was also part of that team, too. I heard that. I don't like that. Every player that was he didn't on do that well for them, but he did well for the Yankees. Every, <laughs> that is true. Every player that was on that team, that is on, if they're on another team, it's going to be like they're going to ask those questions about bring, that. Oh, did the Houston Astros do this or that? This is just a dark cloud for baseball as a whole. Does it bring more press, though? Bad press? No, but it could bring more press. No, no it's, I know, but does such a bad job of promoting I know. itself. And I mentioned this a second ago. I'll kind of, you know, again. You look at the whole history of baseball from from its foundings, a league based on segregation. There was Negro leagues and white leagues. So right up the bat, there's always the argument: How good was Babe Ruth? Was he playing against the best? We'll never know yeah, because there's people I heard that were in those leagues. They won't know, that were better than. Ba there was one guy. I don't even know the name. It was historical. That was like Babe Ruth. Buck O'Neill. 
That's what it was? Yeah. I knew you would know it's something like that. He's a baseball fanatic. So yeah. and, and, that's and, why, uh, I love it. I mean, that's and, why we have him on the show. And, 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 He's and a that, baseball fanatic. So who and who knows what type of numbers and records and things were skewed back in the day? Sure. It could have been. You had guys like Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio's career get cut short by uh, the wars, yeah. uh, World War II. Uh, and, and you get into the 60s and 70s where everybody was doing lewds. I'm curious. Everybody's popping the, the, the amphetamines. Because, I want to know what it's going to be like because my cousin, Ronnie Sherman, he's going to the Red Sox thing in Springfield, Mass. I think it's tomorrow. And I, I'm going to ask him what it was like because I only can imagine that all the ma- majority of those questions are going to be all about Cora. And that's it. And I just feel like that's just all. Bre- when you're going to something like that, you want to go see the good for the team. You course. don't want to have to see the press like this. Oh, well, guess what? Uh, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, but with it could bring more that? attention, though. Bad attention. It's bad. Att- I know it's attention, but it's bad, man. How about Verlander? The same guy who talks out yeah, about everything hell, about baseball. That? The juice balls. Who and said all it? Oh, stuff. did you see Russo? Chris Russo went off. He's like, where's Justin Verlander? The big mouth and everything. Juice balls and steal- silent Stein stealing. Where are you now, Justin? Yep. You've been real quiet. That's another thing. I just think that the who do you think looks the worst in this entire thing? Like it, like when I talk Carlos about, Beltran. Really? Looks like the world's biggest moron at this point. Hmm. This was a look. Now, now I, I I just said to somebody yesterday that that 2004 playoff, he was great. Unbelievable. And now suddenly I'm like, was he cheating then? I don't know. Will you always have that in the back? No, of your I have mind, to. Though? I have to. I think about Jose Altuve again. I know he's a great hitter, but one of the greatest of our generation. I, I'm, I'm like, well, I, were the big hits cheating? I, I don't know. It's hard so, to tell. So he won the MVP over Judge. Also, too, that right? It's 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 not. I mean, Trevor has that cost a, Judge Tre- cash. Trevor has a picture on his phone that I told him to take last night, and I did not post it on this thing. But oh, the batting it, average compared to home to away, it's like three hundred points off. He was batting four hundred at home and batting like one thirty. Evan Gaddis was batting like three thirty at home and oh ninety seven as well. Like yeah, all these players. I'm just naming a few, but all of these yeah, players. Then Ev- and then Evan Gaddis went to a different team and didn't look. Oh, all these the Braves and didn't look that all great. All these right. players Weird. Ha- were great at home, like all time great. Like never missed. They seemed like they were on base. Their OVP was up through the roof. Carlos literally. Beltran was so desperate to win a championship. That's what I'm saying. That he was willing to cheat the game. He'll never get in the Hall of Fame now. Devised a, a, a cheating system, allowed Alex Cora to take it to Boston. Maybe he was going to take it to the Mets. Why so not? What, so what happens? It with, works. So what do you think happens with the Mets and the Red Sox going for? Does it take it impacts them at all? Do you think Houston is the main team that gets impacted by all of this? Again, I mean, losing a couple of picks that that we're going to be what the thirtieth yeah. pick of the draft. Yeah. I just say to Trevor, they're, and they're Trev- fine. Trevor and me had this argument the other day. I said the manager jobs are not that big of a deal. We talked about this. I that team so. is still stacked. Do they do look. They, I think the loss of Hinch. Hurts him a little bit. Yes. But That's their guy. I but think the loss of Cora hurts because they just hired him not But if long they were to hire, uh, uh, what's his name, Joe Espada, the bench coach, yes. then no harm, no foul. I think the Mets are in trouble, too, because you just hired a new manager. Well, and again, and part of the gone. reason why Beltron, I think, looks like the fool here is, again, I he mean, lied to the press. gets fired he before he ever manages it. a game. Ask Wally Backman how well that goes towards getting another job. He'll never, he'll never get back in the game. And it's a shame because I'll be honest, I wanted Carlos Beltran to be the manager of the Yankees. And now I glad, wouldn't huh? want him to be the manager of like a, 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 a little league, a team. Little league but team. But it opens up Honestly. opportunities for guys like this. Great. Yeah. 
Because Buck Showalter should definitely coach another team. <laughs> well, or Dusty Baker should coach another team. How about team. this? Which man? <laughs> I guess which, you don't like those guys. No, the game's, the game's past those all guys. All right, that's fine. And I, and, and, and I think, honestly, but I think they But to handle one-year program, like, under, like they might be able to handle this type of – We're a new guy. I'll concede that. We're like – I'll concede that. Maybe like, having a guy like that just for the years to Because we've joked about this with guy, the Yankees. Uh, Aaron Boone, we said, Joe, you could coach the, uh, the Yankees and get us to 85 wins. Maybe what? 90. Which? So why Definitely can't, 90. So why can't – Oh, don't start this again. <laughs> don't start this again, you guys. At least 90. Which man, speaking of manager, which manager do you think, if any, get back into being a manager again? Do you think any of them? Hinch. Because Cora brought it to two systems. Hinch only used it Well, right, own. and supposedly Hinch was aware of it and should have stopped it and didn't. didn't Though that press conference after the postseason when they asked him and he was like laughing, he laughing about like, it. And I hate to say this. Well, you're right. You brought race up, but he's a white guy, and I think there's. Pro- I, I hate no, to I, say this, but I think they're going to look at it a little differently. Do you think? Cor- I think being a sketchy Hispanic guy is going to be a label held against him. As it's much not as no fair. one wants to say that, because no, that's know. not. I'm going to say because I, I are, think it's true. You, you are probably right, Joe. It's that's how the world works. Think Cor- it's an unfair world, and yeah. if people don't want to realize that, no, you're then right. you're sitting in a box with it covered. Yeah. Because this is the real world. Some people get jobs and opportunities because of certain things. You could say whatever you want, and it's not just the white thing too. It could be any race. They got to fill quotas and whatnot. Certain guys. It should be the best applicant for the position, but that's not how the real world works. Think about the players that have been defined as being lazy: Manny Machado, Robbie Cano, Gary Sanchez, Gary Sanchez. Just a and couple. What do they all have in common? Just a couple. They're Hispanic. They're Hispanic. Just so and I'm just saying. I had a conversation with the other day, and they were like, "That's ridiculous." And I was like, "But notice, you don't ever hear that about a white player." Did, and 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 I don't want to get into that. Could be a topic for another day. You never but hear, I do think this is going to get held against Cora and Beltran a little think bit Cor- more, and it's unfortunate. I think the reason why Cora gets probably the stiffest penalty of them all is because he did it with two teams. He had an association with two teams, with the Red Sox and the Astros. Sure, imagine gets, having so little integrity. That you're willing to, to not only share that with one set of people, you're you like, oh, another. do it here too. But then you won two championships. If you don't win the second championship with the Red Sox or you don't win it with Houston, is this that same? Life? Are we having the same argument? Do you think he gets banned argument? for life, no. Coral? No. He, I, sh- he should be banned for life. Again, and I mean, Altuve, what do you think about systematic cheating at, to this level? Again, I think if they find that there was – a device on him. If what that are the could chances, I should say? I know that if he does get caught and it's true, I think he should be banned for life without question. Do you think it's a possibility? Because that he would be meant for life? If there was, if there was, was, uh, if there was indisputable proof, yeah. if you got the guy that wired him up, he's like, look, I don't care. I'm like a Dodgers fan. No, not Dodgers. <laughs> he's like, I'm a rain. No, no, let me, let me think of a team not know. affected by this. Arizona I'm an Orioles fan. <laughs> I don't really care about anything. Uh, you picked yeah. two teams out of all the teams. I know. I just started. Two spe- so it's the Orioles. He's an Orioles fan. He's like, yeah, you know, I taped it up. Uh, he had a device on his shoulder. If that guy comes out and says that happened, then I think Altuve's done. And if anybody else on that team was wearing one of those bad boys, you could join Altuve. Uh, I just think it's. I just think it's a horrible. Just there horrible. is a big union protection with the players, and he thinks there'd be no hesitation. Where the managers don't have the protection, they and the owners are it. protected. That's why there's a. They can only get fined five million dollars. That's the max. The owners set that up. That's why they're all sitting back laughing at it. Because I, what's yeah, but how Steinbrenner's not laughing at it? No, no, no. Oh, of and, course. And, and uh, the, the, oh, uh, the Dodgers. No, I'm saying. 
Oh, can't Magic, think of his name Magic, Johnson, Johnson, so, Magic, Magic Johnson's Johnson. one of the partial. But who? <laughs> well, I mean, there's like 20 guys there on the Dodgers. Sure, but uh, those it's, guys aren't happy about it, and they're you know, I mean, these guys get together on occasion, owners' meetings and stuff. Uh, there's there's gonna be there's gonna be a split. I and just the same, I think there's gonna be a split within the players' organization. <coughs> Excuse me. I know Trevor Bauer is upset about this as well. Yep. I think the Trevor Bauer said, "I'd rather face a guy on steroids than a guy who knows what pitch is coming." Because you just said before, you have to be able to hit the pitch. That's what, that's why I always say, like, Barry Bonds had such a superb talent, okay? Huh. Ted Williams said the hardest thing to do is to hit a baseball. I don't know if anyone's ever faced a 95-mile-an-hour, 90-hour pitch. And, and things that move, they don't Not go me. straight. Fastest I ever faced Whistle was 85 miles an hour, and it was lightning, okay? <laughs> do you have stuff going on in wiffle ball when you do that, too? Do you have the cameras, like, knowing your pitch and stuff? And when I, you don't hit it, you it. Crank, no. I don't need it. I don't need it because my I'm stuff's filth. <laughs> Barry Bonds was already a Hall of Famer before he took steroids, and yeah. he had a superb talent. He was able to maximize it to full capacity at an older age with steroid use. Okay, there's other guys that took steroids that couldn't capitalize on their opportunities, and we'll never know because it didn't affect anything with the record books or wins or losses or anything else. This, on the other hand, with the Stein steal, and that's why I said you can know the fastball is coming. You still got to hit it though. Ted or, thinks that steroids are more. That my my are, point are though issue. is, is when it's because a fly ball becomes Ted, a home run. When it's Jose Altuve, he, uh, yes, and he knows what pitch is coming. He's a four fifty hitter at so home. So that comparison, that's is, ridiculous. So that's a comparison is the same thing as Barry Bonds. Then I agree. No, with you. because look, here's the thing. He capitalized on it. Look, you you just said it. Barry Bonds was a great hitter. Yes, sir. Could have used a little more power. A little a touch more power. He didn't in the need a lot. Department. He didn't. He was already like you said. Again, jealousy. I look at David Ortiz as another guy. David Ortiz's last two seasons in Major League Baseball, he still hit quite a few home runs. Didn't get. Didn't sniff fifty. But you'll recall there was a lot of those where you were like, oh, warning yeah. track, warning track every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And 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 this is why to me, steroids is like twenty feet. Get you like 20 extra feet on, on, on your fly balls. That's the difference between 33 home runs and 55 home runs. Those, those warning track balls yep. all land in the seats. Unless they're going to Yankee Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> then it's in the Imagine seat. if they had steroids in the old Yankee Stadium. I mean, the oh, new the stadium. New oh Forget God. about it. Oh, but this is, this is different. This is when, when, you're, when you're cheating. Again, there's gamesmanship. And it's affecting worlds and championships. Right. I'm sorry. That's not the right. name of the game is winning championships. I think just I by virtue pl- of I'm these not- teams winning back-to-back championships yes. and then Houston being back there again is all the proof I'm not playing. The only thing I did say this is it's unlike football and other sports. It's still a four-game, seven-game series. I you have to win four games. Hold on. And I guess it didn't help when the Nationals beat them. It, I gotta, it, it didn't on. help when Strasburg hold on. I got a question and for Scherzer you. and Patrick Corbin were mowing down the Astros. Hold on. I got a question for you of your own. that you Who I don't feel advantage in that series. Astros. Yeah. Didn't make a difference. And and how'd that series go? They won all the games. In right? The, that was weird. Right? I'm, I'm just bringing that up as argument. It of, almost seems suspicious. Hold on. I want to ask. I want to ask. Doesn't it almost seem so? Like, don't you want to know a little? Don't you want to look at the World Series now and be like, wait a minute. What's going on here? Uh, what was going on? <laughs> Did the Nationals, had the Nationals picked up on, means they that it's have. a slider. And they so might, we're going to start reversing signs. How, you know what I mean? It's just it's, it's in, that's never happened before. They won that's all, never happened before. All the before. away games. Never happened before in any major sport championship ever 
in light of everything that's going on, how are we not looking at that being like, well, wait a minute now. Well, that maybe, was well, maybe because, that was a weird conclusion to a lot of cheating, it seems like. Maybe because of the whole thing that happened in the ALCS. Altuve with his shirt, going into the dugout, and then changing, coming back out, had the shirt off. And it's again, not, allegations Ken were made asking, after game one. Ken Rosenthal asking again. the questions. Ted, I'm going to ask a question of your own that you always like to do. Would you rather win a championship or have your stats? Championship. Exactly. You'd rather have a championship, but you defend the steroid thing. That's all impacted by stats. This affected championships. Don't say then that you care more about championships. You have nothing. You have. I'm sorry. Wow. I just. Wow. You got undressed right there. It was amazing. You just pulled a Jose Altuve. You're, I've never like, seen anybody lose a conversation before right in, right, right in front of me. It especially, just happened. Especially the brothers. Yeah, because, but here's No, my, no, no, no. Great. No, no, no. there is no way. <laughs> there is no way well, you're coming. Well, well, give him a minute. What do you got? No, you, no, 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 no. Well, because here's the thing. It's, oh, it's, life t- it's a decade of players, and it's more than just one team. It's an abundance of things that are changing the whole Game. I know, but this changes the game going forward as well because teams wait, wait, are going to get. Wait, look- wait, 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 wait. What, what, there's only one problem with that is if you kind of understand, and we've talked about this before, but I, it's worth bringing back up again. So you think the steroids don't affect everybody the same way? Exactly. You said and, that. And again, I've said this before, but you know, taking taking steroids and not working out is. Not really cheating. I just got asked the last question. Well, I, am I right? It's not really cheating. If you're not using it to bulk up and build muscle, hey, that's the benefit like to the If steroids. you're not using it, you're losing it. Question for you two both. <laughs> and we should end it on this. All right, go ahead. Let's hear it. Do you think both teams who won the championship, not this year, the Red Sox and Astros would have not won championships if they didn't have the device? We don't know. We're, here's the thing. We were, those teams not hyper- good enough, were those teams not good enough to I win the championship? I can answer the question. That's a, I will answer the question. I, I look at this series, they were close enough that I would have to say if they cheated once in those series, yes, then they probably. I'm sure. That's all I ask. I just ask. Those series, because if you still especially the games in won. Houston were all so close yep. that I have to think. And they lost. And they lost all, all the games. And then they won against the game. Why? Would now, they, what about Boston? They were dominant throughout the playoffs. But why? They well, were they, were they, they, they were dominant all year. They were dominant all year. They were dominant all year. That's the only reason why I asked that. But and why? Cora added that extra layer to I'm it just to asking, make them untouchable. do you think they were good enough anyways? And by putting this, the cheating thing in, it's an extra advantage. It's the cherry on the top. I don't know, because they brought the same team back this year, and they suck. It's like, why is the Patriots cheating? The only thing they the added ba- differently was Cole and Grinky. I was talking about the Red Sox. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. But I thought you're you were talking right. about the Astros. The, they, all they really brought, I mean, they brought a couple players in, but they sure. added Cole and Grinke, and yeah. they still couldn't win. Uh, That's all I'm trying to say, Ted, is that when you say— I, I just ask. I ask the question because it needs well, to be hold said. On. If and you it, still think they're good enough to win without the cheating— Well, they did. Hold, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 one more. One more. Right. Who took steroids? Give me five guys that took steroids. Give us the five. Well, pa- The main guys. Palmero. Yeah. Sosa. Yeah. McGuire. Barry Bonds. A-Rod. Who cheated? Astros, and we don't. Do we know exactly that the Red Sox yes, cheated in the thing? We yes. do. Oh, so it's, Cora was it's part coming. of it. Okay. The investigation's it's coming. coming. He was gonna. So he we was know, gonna. So we he's know. gonna get a ban. We do know yes. that. So we don't do know we know all twenty-seven players on the roster cheated? Do we know the team? No, team we or don't. The manager. We but do that was my all. question. So my my Two point teams. is my point is this. Oh, tell me, who cheats? Is it nobody's? Is it? I mean, did the Pirates have an elaborate sign-stealing system? Yep. How many teams have? It's Barry Bonds. It's Mark McGuire. It's guys that were already great 
to need to be a little bit the greater. I got that little push. extra. These are good teams. I said it before. Altuve's a good hitter, but I question everything now because I don't know. I, I don't know when the cheating happened. Can I? But it's only the it's only people that need that little extra that are willing to take and, and cheat. To answer your question, Finish they beat the this. they beat the Yankees on a walk off home run that's now in question. Look at Ken Rosendahl. What he kind of start. I mean, and then they might have they heard that interview. He asked him that question, and Ken Rosendahl is a, a well respected man in this field. He asked him that question. Hmm, he might have something to say because they've seen probably the past of Altuve of always taking his shirt off when he's had walk-off hits and stuff like that. But now he doesn't, and he's going to the World Series. Hmm. Goes to the dugout as well for a couple minutes. Changes. Hmm. Maybe they were looked at throughout that series that they couldn't do it to answer your question, and they ultimately didn't win the World Series. That's why if you care so much about the championship – then you would say that, that this one's a bigger deal, not the steroid act. Let's see. You where, went against. Let's like, see. You let's go, say, you've, let's you've, see where this book ends, though. Before fair. we close it, let's just say how this offseason started for baseball was so great. It was hot, and everybody was talking about it. And a couple months later, look at where it is now. It's a dark week for baseball. Plain and simple. Baseball's it's, in the news. It's a forget. Yeah, for the wrong reasons. It's a forgettable week for baseball, Joe. As always. <laughs> Thank you. And and maybe we'll have you on again next week because, like you said, we don't know what's going to happen. Still is TBD because of Cora. Maybe Altuve more and more comes out. We'll see. But like I said, everybody, thank you for watching as well. If you didn't get a chance to check out our show, you could check us out streaming on Spotify and YouTube. Like I said, we'll have some special guests next Saturday. Squared Circle Cycle Babble will be joining us to talk some wrestling news. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania Tour is on the way with the Valenti brothers. We'll be joined by them. And don't forget, everybody, enjoy the football games. To us football fans, enjoy it. It's coming to an end. The sad days of football is coming. But let's enjoy these games. I can't wait for them. Everybody, we'll be back next week. Keys to the City, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.